Hey gang, welcome to Dateline Louisiana, a provocative look at the deepest of the deep southern states. Thoughts that are informative, candid, humorous, and sometimes controversial about life in one of the most interesting and rabble-rousing states in the nation. Here are your hosts, Anna Gray and Jim Brown. Hey, hello there, everyone. Welcome to our show. It's Dateline Louisiana. That's our website, by the way, www.datelinelouisiana.com. And we're glad you're joining us on the second of our, what I think will be many shows, as we tell you about what's so interesting about the Bayou State, the deepest of the deep southern states. And I'll tell you this, every state is interesting. And I've traveled widely as as my co-host, Rana. We've traveled all over the country. But there are some unique, uh, some unique attributes of being in Louisiana that we want to tell you about to entice you to come on down and check it out. Uh, we get 26 to 30 million people a year just in New Orleans, and there's so much more than New Orleans. And we're going to talk about that in the show each week on our regular podcast. We hope you'll join us regularly. Hey, Rana, how you doing today? Glad you joined us on our show as we uh, kick off a new show, right? Yes, and I'm very excited about our topic today. I think our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing some of the history of music in Louisiana and the different types of music that we enjoy and all the reasons to either visit here or be really glad you live here. Well, I've had uh, some uh, musical scholars who said that if you really study the history of music in this country, that you can trace so much of the music to Louisiana that emulated from the early founding, from the Creole culture, from the uh, the immigration of slaves that came primarily from Central and South America, uh, the influence of the French. You put all this together in kind of what we consider a gumbo, and I've come up with a whole list, Rana. You can talk about Disneyland, jazz, blues, ragtime, country, of course, Zydeco, Southern rock, swamp rock, honky-tonk, bluegrass, swing— Barbershop, soul, funk, spiritual, Cajun, rockabilly, Western Spring, rock and roll, outlaw. I can go on and on and on with rhythm and blues, Dirty South, Creole. And they all come from the uh, interesting mix of culture that comes out of Louisiana. So uh, we thought we'd entice you listeners today and kind of go over some of those different genres of music to whet your appetite and uh, and see how you get the history of it as how it all relates. And so, uh, Ron, why don't you start off? Uh, uh, why don't you pick an area of the state we can just go through so much? And, and so pick one and just pop up with a, a flavor of music that you have enjoyed from indicative to so, so certain parts of Louisiana. Well, one of my favorite festivals, and we'll probably do a whole podcast on festivals one day because we have so many unique ones here. But one of my favorite festivals that Louisiana hosts is Festival International in Lafayette. And it's where they bring together musicians from all the different French-speaking countries in the world. And there's so many. Um, and they they do French music in Lafayette. And you feel like you're in another country just to go over there. So that's one of my favorite um sort of public festivals that you can go to. And of course, living in Baton Rouge, I have to mention the blues because there's so much to argue that the blues really took off here. You can argue about where was the birthplace, but uh, Baton Rouge has a real claim to the blues as well. 
And I want to tell our listeners, when you talked about French and Lafayette, and if they don't really know the history down here, uh, the, Acad- the Acadians who were uh, up in Canada, came over from France, migrated uh, to Canada, and were not accepted very well, were, were really not given many opportunities, were harassed a good bit. And so there's marvelous stories of uh, Acadians from Canada who made their way down the Mississippi River and got finished up landing in uh, South Louisiana that's now called Cajun because of Acadiana, Cajun country. And so uh, these French-speaking people developed a whole culture that still is alive to somewhat today, not as much as languages all over the country are, are not like they used to be. But I can tell you, Rana, I was in politics for many years and traveled all over South Louisiana. There are towns in Bro Bridge and in uh, St. Martinville where the stores have their special of the day written in French, in French. And there are several radio stations that just play uh, uh, French music, Cajun music. And so I want to tell our listeners who weren't familiar with that, that there's an entire uh, Cajun French culture located in deep south Louisiana, if you look on a map. And that's why I think you brought that up about the Festival uh, uh, International. And And, and there's been an effort and a revival to preserve that French language because— you like everything. Um, these people went through a period of time where they were punished for speaking French in school. When some of them only spoke French at home, and they were punished by their teachers and forced to speak English. And then we got to the point where we realized it was a part of our culture being lost. So uh, you're right. The the French music and the Cajun French music. And the reason I like that festival so much is. You know, you can hear the Haitians, you can hear the people from Canada. It's also different, but it's a language that's shared all over the world, and you can hear it right here in Louisiana. No doubt about it. Then you mentioned the blues. You come into Baton Rouge, which is the state capital located in central South Louisiana, and uh, the blues are such an integral part of this area. Buddy Guy, Grammy Award winner, uh, known worldwide for his guitar and singing of the blues, and then we have the Percy Sledges and so many great blues singers that were from this part that continue to live here. And there's a very robust c- culture in Baton Rouge, listening rooms where people go and uh, Tabby's Jukebox Institution, been here for like 60 or 70 years up in Zachary, just outside of Baton Rouge. And uh, so many listening rooms where the blues still are indicative of what's going on down here. So you mentioned two. And I wanted to thank everybody that says, well, it must be jazz in New Orleans. And we're going to talk about that. And, of course, New Orleans is, has a huge influence in the music of this country. But as you pointed out, we have other genres of music that have great popularity, both in this country and elsewhere, that emulated right here from, uh, from South Louisiana. And I just can't say enough about Buddy Guy that you mentioned. He's um, Grammys and uh, honored as the Kennedy Center honors, just incredible influence. If you think about who are the greatest guitarists in your lifetime, and people will mention a lot of people, well, they were all influenced by Buddy Guy. You know, ask Eric Clapton where he learned his style. It was from listening to Buddy Guy. Rolling Stones, all these bands. And, um, you know, you just may bump into him in Baton Rouge in the grocery store or something. Just the nicest, most down-to-earth person. But all the really great guitarists look to him for as their inspiration. 
And it's incredible, too. He's got a blues club in Chicago, and they just go in there and sit and listen, play, you know, to hear him play occasionally, or they just hang out. Uh, former Mayor Kip Holden in Baton Rouge went in there one time, and he said, I want to show you something. He just started scrolling through his phone, and it was him with, um, you know, one of the people from the Rolling Stones, and him with this musician, him with this musician. I said, where did you go? I thought he'd been, you know, at the Grammy Awards or something. I was like, where have you been? He said, I was just at Buddy Guy's club in Chicago. <laughs> These people are all just hanging out there together <clears throat> listening to music. So uh, he's really done a phenomenal amount to put the blues on the map internationally, really, and uh, all from right here, right here in Baton Rouge. Very much so. And, of course, you got to go down to New Orleans. We talked about uh, the massive slave trade that came in where you uh, developed the spirituals, uh, <clears throat> whether it be the Negro spirituals, whether it be uh, uh, offshoots of music that uh, turned into jazz. And uh, and I talk about the spirituals. You know, I was uh, I've st- started to take some piano lessons, Ron. I'm terrible. Folks, I'm 81 years old and I'm starting to play the piano. So, <laughs> you, hey, you think oh, I'll have it down cold? You're and- the original old dog, new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me six months. I'll be playing like Jerry Lee Lewis. uh, Uh, You might. uh, That's right. (laughs) But but, uh, uh, any event, uh, I thought it was interesting when I started playing around and learning various chords. And uh, I was I play on my guitar a lot of spirituals, uh, swing low, sweet chariot, and and amazing grace, and so many great spirituals. They all emulate off the black keys. I didn't know that. You can play most every significant spiritual on the black the keys of the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. A lot and, of flats in them. <clears throat> but <clears throat> we come out of New Orleans, and of course, uh, uh, the the music that really caught on, I guess, that so identifies the city would be jazz. Uh, they used to have what they call the Red Light District, a very colorful, exotic district where there were very fine restaurants, ladies of the evening, and, and they always have good jazz there. That's where Louis Armstrong got his start, down in Storyville in New Orleans, playing in those clubs, as did so many other great jazz musicians of the 20s and the 30s. And so uh, out of that flow of jazz developed so many offshoots of music. And of course, jazz today is still uh, so popular in this country. And you know, I've making for my little iPod lists of music, and I I, I go back over Ramsey Lewis uh, and, and uh, uh, just so many great piano players. Errol Gardner, uh, <clears throat> who I love, plays Misty on that piano. His very special style. Dave Brubreck, uh, uh, just uh, uh, so many great musicians, and their styles all emulated from New Orleans with the jazz that came out of there. And so uh, uh, that's the the rock bed. But today, of course, New Orleans is the hotbed of of music uh, centered in this country. Uh, Jazz Fest is the largest uh, festival of its kind in America where uh, several million people come down to the huge open fairgrounds over three weekends to listen to some of the great stars, whether it's Bruce Springsteen and the Rolling Stones will be there this year, to uh, hundreds of small acts that are local musicians that are invited to play at Jazz Fest. And it is just an unbelievable show if you want to really experience music from all over America that plays there. 
And then, of course, uh, they have something called the French Quarter Festival, a little festival in New Orleans, only draws about 400,000 people. <laughs> and that's a w- several weekends after Jazz Fest. And throughout the year, there is, is musical club after musical club where you can find really first-rate musicians uh, that play so much and emulate the great style. Well, primarily, I would say uh, jazz, uh, uh, rock, rock and roll, but but getting off into any number of, of styles of music uh, that played out down in New Orleans. you got to give that credit. That's where the foundation is. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned jazz and, and, and its start here. And you think about uh, traditional kind of soft jazz, but then you move forward and how it's evolved with the Marcellus family and Wenton uh, creating jazz at Lincoln Center in New York and taking jazz to a whole different audience there. The Neville brothers, it all started with this jazz music, but they've each evolved their own styles and it's gone in so many different directions. And of course, one of the hottest talents in the country right now is John Batiste. Um, he's on track to to be one of the EGOT winners. You know, he's I think he's got three of the four that you've got to get: Emmy, Grammy, Tony, Oscar, and um, riding the Louisiana float in the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. The most number broke a record, most number of Grammy nominations in this year's Grammys. He's just uh, leads the house band for Stephen Colbert's show at night. Right. But talks about growing up in New Orleans and then going to Juilliard. So from there, you know, some tremendous connections. And he's just a phenomenal talent. And it shows you that while we talk about jazz, and you might be thinking smooth jazz, it's got a, a lot of different varieties that um, have evolved. And you, you're right, Jazz Fest is a perfect way to show how all these musical genres have kind of tied together. And you have, you think of uh, the French Quarter in Louisiana and, and the old stalwarts who developed uh, the solid reputation, the Pete Fountains, the Al Hertz. Uh, so many uh, jazz musicians there. Harry Connick Jr. came out of New Orleans, so popular. His dad uh, it still performs. His dad's 92 years old, uh, Harry Connick's uh, father, who sings and uh, very musical. So you can go across the board. The coroner from many, many years, Frank Minyard, was marvelous trumpet player. Right, I uh, remember that. Performed all over the South. And, and so uh, it becomes a way of life with the music. And, and, you know, so many people pick up some kind of an instrument, whether it be the piano like I'm trying to do or the guitar or uh, the uh, uh, samba drums or the uh, tambourines, whatever. Everybody tries to pick up on some kind of musical talent. And that's what's so great about New Orleans. Well, then, Rhonda, we move up in your, your neck of the woods. We've had some really famous people that have emulated that aren't really the the more uh, traditional musicians we're talking about the jazz and and you go up to Kentwood Louisiana and who do you, who, uh, who's one of the most controversial and popular performers uh, in America today and that's who Britney Spears right. Britney Spears from Tangipahoe Parish in Louisiana which you're right is Kentwood where my dad grew up and um, she certainly has almost created her own genre there. She started a lot of that. She, Christina Aguilera, a lot of others have followed 
um, Selena Gomez, all these young uh, pop princesses have started in that. And uh, you're right, that's that's in a, a north of uh, New Orleans. And then we can move on up to an area you're very familiar with. And you're talking about learning to play the piano. Uh, you've got some inspiration up around Faraday, Louisiana, that's about the best piano playing I think anyone could ever go look for. Well, the boogie-woogie piano player, no doubt about it, Ron was referring to, and, and by the way, I'll tell you folks, I was a country lawyer in the little town of Faraday. If you don't know where Faraday was, it's right across the is right across the river from Natchez, Mississippi. And uh, it's a nice little railroad town, but it produced uh, three very famous musicians. And, of course, the killer himself, Jerry Lee Lewis, who was a client of mine when I practiced law in Faraday. And then Mickey Gilley, who was the country singer of the year on several occasions and hosts a great club in Branson, Missouri. Uh, the movie Gillies in uh, uh, what was the John Travolta movie? Urban Deborah Cowboy. Liger. Yeah, uh-huh. that was done at Gillies, which uh, Mickey Gilley had at the time over in Fort Worth, Texas. And then Reverend Jimmy Schwaggert, one of the most successful evangelists in the world, uh, is from Faraday. All first cousins and all uh, grew up together and all went different directions. Jerry Lee, by the way, is 84, I think, right now. Not real good health. Uh, lives up in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, we I try to stay in touch with him. I hope he gets well. But you're right, that area. And then you move on up into northeast Louisiana. So much country influence good there. Good springboard there because you talk about any of our listeners who are old enough to remember Urban Cowboy and the whole phenomenon there of going and riding the mechanical bulls and Gillies was the place, the place to do it. It was like the uh, superstore of mechanical bulls. No it, was, it was so large, such a large dance hall. And that is the country influence that you're talking about. And some of the greats, Tim McGraw, uh, Brooks and Dunn, some phenomenal country musicians. Conway Twitty out of Tallulah, Louisiana. So northeast Louisiana was a hotbed. Then you move over to northwest Louisiana. And, of course, the home of one of the most popular radio shows of all time, the Louisiana Hayride. Uh, Elvis Presley and Hank Williams were not from Louisiana natives as such, but they performed on many occasions at the Louisiana Hayride, which is uh, still alive and kicking today. Uh, Louisiana Hayride, at the time, of course, there were just a handful of radio stations. For Either you're very small or you're a giant, uh, like uh, a few stations had. Keel, K-E-E-L Radio, was a 50,000 clear channel station where you could hear all over the country at right. night. And they play. That's where Elvis got his start. And, and uh, 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 just uh, so many great country singers before it moved up to the Grand Ole Opry uh, up in uh, Nashville. But uh, so so that was such a, a a real hotbed of musicians that went on to great fame. So you put all that together, uh, we can come on down, Rana, down to the Lake Charles area, more of a Texas influence. Uh, the singers that were, were there, uh, one of my favorites, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker, who's not from Louisiana, but wrote a very famous song uh, while in jail in New Orleans, <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> and, and he and loved Everybody New knows Mr. Bojangles, but I don't think they ever imagined 
Because, of course, he says in there, met him in a cell in New Orleans. So when I was down and out, you don't get much more down and out than being in jail in New Orleans, I guess. That's right. And he's performed on many, many occasions. I've At one time, he passed away a couple of years ago. Before Jerry Jeff passed away, I had the great distinction uh, of being the president of the Louisiana chapter of the Jerry Jeff Walker fan club. (laughs) Well, as well you should have been, because he didn't come anywhere within a few hundred miles, I think, that you weren't there. I wasn't there to share him on the front row, and uh, I didn't even get a free cup of coffee for my honor, but I uh, ensured you enjoyed doing it. uh, And and you're bringing up a good point about uh, some who aren't. From Louisiana, but uh, have written about Louisiana. There's there's so many songs there, and one that um, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger is, of course, again back from where I'm from, and Colin Baton Rouge, Garth Brooks, and he's just now doing stadium tours and Colin Baton Rouge. Garth Brooks opens a show in, in 2022 be doing a show in the LSU Tigers Stadium, seats over 100,000 people, and they tell me the tickets won't last more than just a few days, just a complete sellout. He's become so popular. Uh, I remember, Rana, when I was in public office, I was the Secretary of State. One night I was traveling the backwoods country roads after speaking to a Chamber of Commerce meeting, stopped off a little place in St. Helena Parish. We don't have counties like so many of you folks do. We have parishes because of the synergy of the Catholic Church. Uh, so ca- Catholicism being so popular down here. And so uh, I stopped off in that parish to kind of take a little break from a long drive home, went into a little place called the Bear Creek uh, uh, Restaurant and Bar. And they had a little country, had a country singer there about 19 years old, I think. Sounded pretty good. No one was paying attention to him, but I was. I like music. Had a net in front of him, Rana, so someone threw a beer bottle, it wouldn't hit him. And I listened a little bit, and then I was about ready to go, and I asked the bartender, who is that guy? I've never heard him before. He's got a pretty good voice. And he says, "Uh, I'm not, not, let me ask my other bartender friend, Joe, Joe, what's that guy's name? And he says, well, he's a kid from Oklahoma, comes over here occasionally. Let's see, uh, Brooks, Garth Brooks is his name. Oh, I said, and I put a couple of bucks in the tip jar for him. And so <laughs> I guess I, I bought one of the first tickets ever for a Garth Brooks concert. <laughs> well, I don't know if that'll get you tickets to Tiger Stadium concert. Well, that's but the truth. <laughs> they start good... at $90, $90 just to walk in the door, $90 tickets. So, well, that's amazing. Uh, uh, I, have, I would say, too, Louisiana has some of the best fiddle players of anywhere you'll find. Uh, and everyone from Amanda Shaw, um, who did a lot of the uh, soundtrack for Hurricane on the Bayou, which was a a documentary that was produced about Hurricane Katrina, to Louisiana man Doug Kershaw. Doug Kershaw, right. When you talk fiddles, you got to talk about Doug Kershaw, who has the distinction of having had Louisiana man broadcast by the crew of Apollo 12 on the moon mission so I would say that was back in like 1969. So Gee. I would say Doug Kershaw has taken his fiddle playing. It's literally out of this out world. Out of space, right. Out of this world, right. <laughs> and, Ron, we're, we're kind of wrapping things up a little bit. We've got to end on uh, probably, if you Google this, the most popular American song that's listened to all over the world. 
It's by former governor of Louisiana. It's by Governor Jimmy Davis, who wrote the popular song used in ads, sung at ball games, You Are My Sunshine. And uh, just such an uh, interesting song. Uh, you know, he talks about, uh, I was over in, uh, in Bangkok uh, some years back, and a little girl there who was our waitress was trying to impress us with her English, and I, I told her, well, sing me your, you know, know an American songs? Yes, yes. And she starts singing, uh, You Are My Sunshine. And I asked her, well, uh, who was Sunshine? She said, oh, it's his lover that left him, and, and, and uh, he, he didn't it come back. It was kind of. It was kind of. That's right. That's right. It was maybe the love of his life that left him. Well, it was. Uh, you are my Sunshine. Sunshine was Governor Jimmy Davis's horse. And the horse is buried with a large marker just up above my little town of Faraday. And I pass it every now and then. And I'll stop for a minute, kind of hum a few bars of You Are My and, Sunshine. <laughs> and he famously rode Sunshine up the Capitol steps one time. So no, Sunshine might have actually been the love of his life. No doubt. No doubt. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for today. I hope you'll go check out our website at uh, that we have up there with you. Uh, and Rhonda, give us our website. DatelineLouisiana.com. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We'll post up there just who we'll be talking about each week on our podcast. Glad you're joining us. If you've got any questions, you can email us at info at DatelineLouisiana.com. If you've got any suggestions for our show, we just love Louisiana. We hope you will fall in love with it like we do. You'll come down and visit, and we'll talk to you next week. Rhonda, have a good week. We'll talk to our listeners next week with another topic about the great state of Louisiana. Another story from Dateline, Louisiana. Thanks for listening to Dateline, Louisiana with Jim Brown and Rhonda Gray. To subscribe to this podcast or contact Jim or Rhonda, visit DatelineLouisiana.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for more news and reflections from the Bayou State.